God bless you. Uh, we are here. Uh, my name is Oscar Brooks, and we have one of our guests over here, one of our missionaries. Tell us your name. I'm Daniel Buchanan. I work with Way of the Cross Missions. Amen, amen. So this is the deal now. I mean, you're dealing with youth. I tell you, better you than me. That, that, that's not what I want to mess with. I mean, this is hard right now. Attention span, really short. You know, an, an aim toward entertainment. Even the Christian kids are struggling. Now, I say that jokingly. I, I really do appreciate those who work with you. Uh, but, but it is unique and it's challenged in this generation. It's always been a little hard. But what do you got? I mean, you, you, so you get trusted into this thing. And, and you know, what can you tell us? How, how, I mean, what is happening with the youth? Yeah. Well, there, there's uh, two things to think about in our particular situation. Mm -hmm. um, our church is mainly made up of missionary kids. Um, yeah. So on Wednesday nights, um, I have kids that have grown up in the church and they've heard the gospel message their whole life. They could probably repeat it backwards to forward. Mm -hmm. um, and so my job is just to continue to remind them that it's not just the words that are said. It's not just the... Um, there's a difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. And, and I guess I assimilate to that because I grew up in the church. And, okay. um, you know, I, I heard that uh, salvation message time and time again. But um, <clears throat> I had to come to the point to transfer it from just hearing those words and saying, yeah, I know that, you know, to actually believing it in my own heart and, and living it out in faith. And so um, just continuing to try to minister to those kids who are very familiar and overexposed to the gospel message. Um, we do that by, again, trying to connect them. Uh, I, I, I always say I try to just connect them to the Father and get out of the way, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but then, let, let me throw a curve at you yeah. right here. So in my experience, and I, I think with the, the youth at the churches, they seem to do well, at least some at the church yeah and then they kind of go to college and the whole thing goes yeah. kaput yeah. now you went through this i don't think you went kaput yeah but you went through this what's the deal why yeah. is it that they seem to be okay right. while they are around the parents and stuff and the church and then right they go off to college and i'm talking this is experiential data not necessarily uh you know that i went looked at the numbers no. but yeah. experientially with christian kids yeah i, I would say the majority kind of go through a faith crisis during college and sometimes they make it back. So yeah. speak to that. <clears throat> well, as you said, um, I went through that. I was a leader in my youth group. Uh, I mean, I was kind of a model teenager in my youth group, you know, growing up. And then when I went to college, I went to a public university and uh, I went in strong, but I'll be honest, my faith was challenged quite a bit um, through the science classes, through the philosophy classes, through the history classes, things like that. It, it's a full frontal assault. Um, and it, it, it's designed to make you think beyond, you know, just what you've been taught, but it kind of shakes your foundation a bit. And so um, thankfully, God connected me with strong people. Um, you know, there are Christian groups, even on public universities. Yeah. And, um, and that speaks to the importance of even when you go away to college, staying connected with, you know, with God in a personal relationship, but also in a corporate way as well. You know, um, so so how did that experience helps you now that you're dealing with youth, knowing yeah. that to many of them, that's the future. Right. 
Well, many of my, because most of our, our group are older kids and, um, and are exactly either going to college or getting ready to go to college. And so a lot of our talks talk about that, you know, talk about that full frontal assault. Um, when they step out of the church and out of their, the protection of their family, what they're going to be facing. It's not necessarily that they're going to, you know, uh, some of them may experience, you know, experiment with drugs and alcohol and pornography and all the vast things that are available to them. Um, I pray constantly that God guards their hearts. Um, but again, just pointing them back to why we believe what we believe, that um, that the fruits of God's you know spirit within us come out of that personal relationship that we have with them. It's not just a set of rules, but it's a it's a love relationship that we invest in um, daily in, 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 in trying to stay centered in, in his will and not our fleshly desires, not, not the world. A boy goes to you know high school, junior high, college. And I've seen these a lot. So girls today are aggressive, right? Yeah. And, and I'm talking worldly girls. Yeah. And some not so worldly, some that are actually Christian, but yeah. But you know, they come at them. It's like boom, boom. And it's yeah. not like let's hold hands. You're talking the opportunities we're, there. We're, we're, we're yeah. all the way there. Yeah. Uh, girls or boys, both are facing this thing. So right. what do you say? Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> the answer is in the scripture, and that is to guard your heart, you know, and to uh, to develop that first love with God our Father and, and have a deep relationship with Him and knowing that He has the best plan for us, that He loves us so much that He wants to guide and direct our path, not to keep bad things away from us, but to help protect us and keep us to have the best version of life that, that He can possibly give us. And I, I guarantee them, and again, you know, we can talk about the pros and cons of of worldly living versus Christian, you know, living. Yeah. And the benefits always come back to what God's perfect plan is for us every single time. And, um, you know, unfortunately our time is very short here, but we could, we could make a very easy list, you know, of, of um, deciding to, to say, well, I'm saved. I'm just going to go and participate in the things of the world. And then I'll eventually come back to church as opposed to staying in the center of God's will and staying in the center of what his plan is for our life and the benefits of, of what he has for us if we make those choices. And, and those choices aren't made um, in, a, in a grand scheme. They're, like, they always talk about it's a slow faith. You know, mm -hmm. it's just accepting that little thing, that little TikTok video, that little, oh, I let that word slip. It wasn't a big deal. You know, oh, you know, uh, it's just one sip, you know, that kind of thing. But it, that's that's that slow fade that happens and that, that distracts us from the love of the Father. And, and I continue to tell them we have to constantly put on the armor of God. We have to constantly put our minds in the center of God's will and his love for us because um, we don't have it within ourselves. That, that You know, we our will is going to break every single time. But if God's love is in the center of our heart, he will protect us. He will guide us. He will give us the wisdom and the knowledge we Here's need. Here's another curve for you. So uh, now he, this is hard data. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the level of, of, of suicide and an attempted suicide or even desire for death yeah. among our young people is through the roof. It is. So what's going on and, and you know, how do you confront that? Yeah. I mean, you're talking to that young kid who's thinking, you know what? I'm cutting myself. Right. I'm, you know, I'm going to go and hurt myself. 
and maybe he thinks life is over. Uh, she thinks, you know what, I got abandoned by my boyfriend, got used, and now I'm in this thing, or, or even a child that was abused and, and, and is dealing with those things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is real. So how, how do you face that? And how do you talk to that kid? What do you say to that kid right now? Yeah. Well, what I would say to that kid right now that's facing um, those su that suicidal ideation is, I'm embarrassed to say, but I've been through that myself. Mm. And uh, what I will say is that, honestly, it's, it's a, a temporal temporary situation that you're going through and you know it's kind of like we're in the forest and we can't see to the edge of the forest all we see is the trees yeah and uh i know that that's a bad metaphor sometimes but it's so true right now all we see is the trees in front of us and we don't see the overall picture that god sees of our life and uh, when we focus on the tree and we don't fit focus on the, the whole forest and the path that god has laid out for us it's, it's easy to keep smacking our head into that tree over and over, right? And, and having that ideation that, you know, life's not worth it. I've I, I tired of dealing with all of this. I, I just want to die and go to heaven, so to say. Mm -hmm. um, but God, again, he loves that person so much. He, he has such an undying love um, that, that, that I can't even begin to appeal to you on my own level, because God the Father has to show you his heart himself. And I would just constantly try to show that person that God's love over defeats every kind of uh, temporal thinking that we have if we just let him. Just let him come into our hearts, come into our minds, and we rebuke that, that, that fleshly thing that we're thinking through. We, we rebuke the lies that the devil has told us. And in God, if we put our trust and in, in faith in God, he delivers every single time and he will get you out of those trees and he'll get you on the path that he has designed for you and your life will be absolutely worth living. Amen. So, <clears throat> you know, last, last, last question here. Um, what, what do we say to, to, to this young generation when, uh, you know, they seem to be, to have a choice between the old tired church mm -hmm. which they don't feel connected to or the vibrant crazy good looking world yeah uh you know or the church but, that looks like the world yeah no. so, so, so the deal that i'm asking is do we have a way in your opinion where we can be joyful and happy mm -hmm. within what we're doing uh, at the same time without crossing those lines and going to sin. Right. Because as you just mentioned, there are some churches that used to remove the word of God and then made it just a copy of the world, right? right. That, that's not what we want. But I don't think necessarily that we have to have sour-looking kids. No. Uh, speak to that. Yeah. It's funny you talk about that because we just talked, uh, it was last month that... Um, I did a survey of our youth group, you know, what does church look like, but, you know, and uh, a lot of them talked about, you know, it's old people, old people's songs, old people talking about the past, you know, things like that. And, and we talked about, you know, that that's not the church. The church is alive and well in each one of us and God's expression of his love is, is in each one of us. So um, the church is having that personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And then as we seek that personal relationship with God, he's able to express his love creatively through us. 
corporately through us if we just allow his Holy Spirit to do that. And so church can look very different for a lot of different people. In fact, you and I could go to the same service and see it very differently, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, our, our, the key to that is it's not necessarily the flavors of the world. It's not necessarily the old hymns of the church. And it's not trying to make the church into a coffee club, you yeah. know? Uh, the key is, again, um, what we're doing with our personal relationship um, with God and when, when we go to church, so to say, that should be an expression of love. That should be an expression of faith. That should be a, a joyful offering of praise. Um, and whatever that looks like in an authentic way, if they're not trying to draw attention to themselves, but they're trying to put the attention on God, then that, that's what church should look like. Amen. Well, Daniel, <laughs> blessings, hermano. Yes, so, sir. Thank you for giving <laughs> us this time and... and to everybody, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing. We're just trying to go forward and do what, what God has asked us to do and, 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 and preach the gospel. And, you know, Daniel is one of the ones who is doing that here. The Lord bless you, hermano. Thank you so much. Say bye. Bye. <laughs>